Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and... What was that? Nothing. Bebop. It's nothing, Jonathan. Please, continue. Okay, my name is Jonathan, and I'm so glad you're back with us. Bebop, what are you saying? Nothing. You're interrupting the show. No, I'm not, I swear. And, you know... Don't look down. What's that smell? It's definitely not your slippers on fire. Ah! Bebop, no! Don't pour my coffee on! Ah. The fire is out. You are welcome. Well, how did that fire start in the first place, Bebop? Well, this season is all about magic, right? So I've been learning some spells. Including a slipper fire spell? It's one of the first you learn in magic school. Well, I doubt that. Okay, before Bebop practices any more of the dark arts on my footwear, let's return to the episode, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, the kids and bunts were able to right the wrongs of the shrinking hamster planet, and now they're headed for one more pit stop before they go to the magic planet. What's going to happen in today's episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian? The Doppelgang. So, when we get down to this planet, everyone just be cool, okay? Bunce was piloting an explorer pod. Finn, Foggy, and Juliana rode with him. Abigail piloted a second pod with Elias and Vale. Bunce had refused to tell them what was down on this planet, but that they all had to go with him. They'd put the Shakespeare into orbit around the dull gray planet and taken down two pods. What do you mean, be cool? It was Abigail, over the communicator between the two explorer pods. She was already in a bad mood after the fiasco at the last planet, and the fact that Meg had to stay behind on the Marlow to help repairs had made her even less likely to put up with Bunce's nonsense. What's down there, Bunce? Nothing too dangerous, he said. I just have a little bit of a cleanup job. No big deal. Finn didn't like the sound of that, but he held his tongue. He could sense that Juliana was having a hard time being stuck in the middle between her friends and her father. On the one hand, she knew her dad had done some bad things. But on the other hand, he was her dad, and she loved him, and he had saved the Marlowe and, so far, had been trying to make things right. Finn was trying to watch himself and not say anything to get into an argument with Bunce and upset Juliana. 
So you want us to clean up after you? Said Vale. Sounds like a real great adventure, just the sort of thing every kid in space dreams of. No, I mean clean up metaphorically, said Bunce. We don't actually have to wash or scrub anything. Or at least I hope we don't have to. If we have to, we're in serious trouble. Anyway, prepare for landing. We're here. Bunce, Juliana, Finn, and Foggy met up with Abigail, Elias, and Vale after their pods landed next to each other. The planet felt more like a moon than a planet, with dusty gray sand everywhere. But there was definitely life. Strange, grayish-brown plants grew out of the ground. Their twisted branches and vines made them look like they'd lost a thousand arm-wrestling matches. Very scenic planet you brought us to, Bunce, said Vale. It's like a desert, ate a moon, and then puked. That's very imaginative, young Vale, said Bunce. He was looking around warily, like he was expecting something to jump out at him. You're right, there isn't much life on this planet, but there is some, and it's our job to find it. In terms of the Marlowe's mission, though, said Elias, this planet definitely does not fit the bill. I don't see this as a place where humans could one day live. Again, you'd be surprised, murmured Bunce. But everyone ignored him. Bunce often murmured or muttered, and it was often best to ignore whatever he was trying to say. The crew walked what Foggy had clocked as east, toward the light of the distant orange sun, and toward a grove of gnarled, leafless hedges. They should be around here somewhere said Bunce. Halt. A voice boomed out from behind the hedges, and suddenly, a robot shot into the sky and landed swiftly in front of them. You are trespassing on the property of Error Cannot Find Troop Name. Please turn back at once. The explorers all took a step back, except Bunce, Finn, and Foggy, who all took a step forward. Bunce, because he seemed to know this robot, and Finn and Foggy because they, too, recognized something about him. He had a similar head shape to Foggy, and while his trunk was much wider than Foggy's, he bore a striking resemblance. You, said Foggy, you look just like me. No kidding, said Finn. I always thought you were one of a kind, from one of Elias's notebooks. Yes, well, what a coincidence said Bunce. The universe is vast and complex, and you know, infinite. So patterns emerge and repeat. There was bound to be a robot somewhere in the universe who looked like Foggy. I repeat, halt, said the robot. We are the ever cannot find troop name of the ever enter adjective, enter ship name, enter ship number, enter home planet. Please return to your ship. Seems like this fellow has some gaps in his knowledge, said Foggy. Hello, fellow. My name is Foggy, and we are Explorers Troop 301 of the famous Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. This here is our temporary... Well, you're not our captain, I guess. You're really... This is our guide, Bunce. I wouldn't have killed you to call me captain just once. Bunce? Said the robot. Yes, 
You recognize the name? said Bunce. Affirmative, said the robot. Oh, good, said Bunce. So not everything has gone wrong. Wait, Bunce, said Finn. How does this robot know your name? Yes, well, you see, said Bunce, smiling. I made him from my magic. Affirmative, said the robot. Now I remember. My name is Searching, 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 Fogro. Hmm, close enough, said Bunce. Wait, you made a robot that looks like Foggy named Fogro? said Finn. Not exactly, said Bunce. He's not all there, it seems. I named him Foggy, but now he thinks his name is Fogro for some reason. The magic must be wearing off. Foggy approached the other robot. You could be my brother, he said. The resemblance is uncanny. How wonderful. I know this is strange, and I'm a little creeped out that Bunce made another me on this barren planet. But what a joy to have a brother. Yes, well, said Bunce, don't grow too attached. And your name? said Fogro, looking at Bunce. I have your name stored. It is searching, searching, searching. You already said his name, said Foggy. You know it's Bunce. Searching, searching, searching. Fogro, said Foggy. You know the name. It's Bunce. Incorrect. Searching, searching. Bunce, what is this? said Finn. Searching, searching, searching. I'm curious too, said Juliana, stepping forward. Searching, searching. What's going on, Dad? Searching, correct. Your name is Dad. Everyone looked at Bunce. Okay, what's happening here? said Finn. Well, after I left the magic planet, said Bunce, I had to practice my magic. And I was also working through some, hmm, emotional issues. So I may have made another Foggy as a way to process my feelings about you all and to practice my magic. Okay, said Finn. This is very creepy. No, it's not really, said Bunce. I needed to hone my skills, and for that I needed something to practice on. But yes, now we need to clean this up so we can go back and return the magic. What do you mean, clean it up? Said Foggy. The real Foggy, not Fogro. I have to get rid of this one, obviously, said Bunce. I can't leave bits of magic out in the universe. No. No, said Foggy. But another voice said no, too. A voice from behind the hedges. Several voices, in fact. The explorers all looked at each other and then back to the hedges. Stepping out from behind the trees were four explorers. Four kids who looked just like Finn, Abigail, Elias, and Vale, all in Marlowe's spacesuits. What in the world? said Finn. I am Cream Faspian, shouted the boy, who looked just like Finn. And you are trespassing on the home planet of Exploders Trout Trio Nun. I advise you to leave this minute. Cream Faspian, said Finn. Come on, Bunce, you couldn't do better than that. I think the magic is wearing off. It's not my fault, said Bunce. Okay, 
We don't want any trouble, said Elias, the real Elias, to the doppelgangers. We're just here to help. He said you'd say that, said the copycat Abigail. Who said that? asked the real Finn. I did. And out from behind the hedges stepped a giant, a human giant, oddly wearing a Marlowe spacesuit with a bright red cape waving from his neck. He had enormous muscles, and when he turned to whisper to the copycat Finn, Valet spotted that his cape had a giant yellow bee emblazoned across it. Please tell me that's not what I think it is, said Valet. I am Supreme Commander Admiral Captain Superbunce, said the giant, and you all are doomed. Bunce shrugged. I got a little carried away. <laughs> all right, Superbunce, come on, Superbunce, really? We have to deal with Superbunce now? Oh my goodness. How are the kids going to deal with this? How are they going to face off against copies of themselves? Bunce wants to eliminate these doppelgangers. If you don't know what doppelganger means, it means a person who looks just like another person or is a kind of a copy of another person. So now we have doppelganger explorers on this planet, but you can't just get rid of them. What's going to happen? I don't know. But I do want to say thank you to Elijah from Salem, Oregon, who sent in a spell idea in which a planet was copied from another planet. And that gave me the idea for explorers to be copied from the explorers. So, Elijah, I know it's a little bit different than what you were thinking, but sometimes ideas grow other ideas, grow other ideas, and then finally you come on the idea that you really want to do. So thank you, Elijah, for providing that inspiration. All right. So send in more spell ideas, subject line spells, and uh, I just, I don't know what's going to happen next. We will see you next week. All right, thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks for sending in all your spell ideas. Keep sending them in. Don't send them to Bebop, please. I don't want any more slipper fires in here. But please do send them to earth at fincastmedia.com. Subject line, spells. The Alien Adventures of Fincast is a Gen Z Kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Our intern is, of course, Emerson Messenger. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, the reason they voted the nicest gentleman in the universe. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. Whew. Sorry, I ran out of breath for a second there. For more great podcasts for your family, go to gzmshows.com and we will see you next week. What spell should I do next? Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. 
Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of six minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.